When the world talks about work-life balance for moms, it's usually something about making sure you're not working too many hours or making time for yourself or maybe avoiding mom guilt. And those are all important. But what I want to talk about today is how to partner with God to find a holy alignment for your family. So whether you work outside the home or not, I'm going to give you a framework for making decisions and living your life in a way that gives you both purpose and a sense of peace that you're on the right path. This is something I really wish someone had shared with me years ago. So listen up and take some notes. Here we go. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast. I'm Jenny Laurie Hope, your life and health coach. Getting Unstuck is an empowering podcast for women who are looking for a biblical perspective on their life and health challenges. You can expect to hear practical tips for living a healthy and productive life, faith-based wisdom to help you reduce anxiety and overwhelm, and simple ways to reconnect with God and find true wholeness. Happy Tuesday, friends. When my grandmother was in her late 20s, she was a full-time stay-at-home mom with three kids, three and under, and she had no car and no internet. (laughs) I really wish she was still alive right now so that I could talk to her about that time in her life because I really don't know if she was satisfied or miserable, probably somewhere in between. But what I do know is that she did not have much decision debt in her life. She had one option, and that was staying home full time and making friends with neighborhood moms who were within walking distance because that was all she had. There were no select league sports and no little gym and no all these extra classes, all these extra things. She couldn't even drive to the grocery store or the mall. So she was very limited, but it also simplified her life. On the one hand, you could say she was totally trapped, but on the other hand, she could focus on making the best of this one option that she was given. If you cut to 2023, we are living in a time where we have almost endless options as women. You can work full-time outside the home. You can work remotely from home, work part-time, start your own business. In that, just start your own business. That's one million options of how you can do that, right? It's, it's beautiful in many ways. But as a whole, the women I talk to are still trying to figure out how to make it all work. Sometimes I feel like we just wish we had someone to tell us, go this way. This is the best way for you. (laughs) So we didn't have to worry about it or think about it or ruminate on it. So when you find yourself feeling a little bit lost or overwhelmed about all the decisions you have to make in your life and how to balance it all, I'm going to give you a solution. I'm going to give you five steps to finding your balance when it comes to our work as moms and our roles as wives, both inside and outside the home. So number one, look for the activity of God in your family as clues. So where is God moving in your life? This could be with you. It could be with your husband. It could be with your kids. He's always working in all of us, but at a different rate and on different things, right? So look for these signs of activity. What might God be calling you to do as a family or as a couple or as an individual? Where are the opportunities arising? 
So this isn't just about work, like, oh, are you up for a promotion or not? This is about serving at church or joining a small group or hosting a Bible study, or should your kids join this team or not? Or should they try out for this play at school? Even small things like that. Anything that is going to take family resources, so that would be time or energy or finances or all of the above, all those things are up for grabs here as far as like what we're making decisions on. This is a great topic to journal about. Where is God working in your life? Because sometimes small things that happen in a day, maybe your child mentions something and their face lights up or they're like, I talked to my friend about this thing. It can be small things like that that can make a big difference in your family. And the goal is to join God where he is. If we try to fight God, if he's working in this one area and we want to fight him and go do this other thing, it's never going to end well. We want to join God where he is. Number two is to follow Colossians 3.15. So that is let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. So the peace of God rules. So rule in this instance is like an umpire rules in a game of like, is it a ball or a strike? Well, what, did, what does the umpire say? What he says goes. So what the peace of God says in your life goes that's not always the easiest option. That's not always what feels good. This was a very hard concept for me <laughs> before really getting to know God because I am such a logical person. I like to do what makes sense. Oh, that job makes more money. I'm going to take that one. Like that is how I would make my decisions of what, what makes more sense on paper. That's not how the peace of God works. Doesn't always make sense. Sometimes it does. Sometimes they're aligned together, but sometimes they're not. So we want to go with the peace of God in your heart. Now, if you don't feel a strong peace in either direction, you're going to basically have to pretend it's a life or death situation, <laughs> which sounds dramatic. But if it was, which way would you go? That kind of helps you determine where you have more peace. Let's say you go, well, I don't have peace about this A or B. It's like, okay, We'll take a deep breath. If it was a life or death situation, which way would you go? That's probably where your peace is, right? You have slightly more peace about this one. On the flip side, don't be overly afraid of going the wrong way. Do your best to discern where's the peace of God. Go that direction. And once you start moving, the Holy Spirit is your rudder. But think about a boat. If the boat's not moving, the rudder is not going to help. It's not going to guide you. Once you start moving, you're going to start to feel the Holy Spirit guiding you like, yes, this is the right way or no, let's gently move in this other direction. So we follow the peace of God. Number three is that the husband is the head of your family. This can be a sticky topic, but stick with me. So the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church in Ephesians. If you kind of cringe about this whole situation, I feel you because I, I am a driven person. And 10 years ago, when I started my first business, I made a big mistake here. The husband is the head. That means he's there to cover and protect and give wisdom and give gut checks and I came to him and said, hey, I'm wanting to start this business. This is what I think I'm going to do. And he thought it was not the right time. And I did it anyway. And over the next 18 months, I did a lot of damage to our relationship. 
And I was super defensive about it because I was like, this, this business is my baby. Look how much I built it. Look what an awesome job I did. And I was holding onto it so tightly and was so defensive about it instead of realizing in humility that he was right. And this was not the best thing for me to do for our family at that time. God has since redeemed all that, but I could have avoided a lot of pain if I had waited for the right time and, and listened to my husband. So the husband being the head, that headship gives him authority, yes, which some women don't want to listen to, but also responsibility. And that's, I don't want that responsibility, frankly, and I don't believe we as women were meant to to carry that for our families. I think there's a synergy with the husband and wife working together that we listen and we bring things to him and he brings things to us, like we listen to each other, but ultimately... I love knowing that my husband is a godly man, a Christ-following man who has a sense. I think it's a God-given sense about what's best for our family. And so I want to be wise and listen to that. Now, if you are in a disagreement with your husband about something, I would tell you God is not going to tell you one thing and your husband another. So if you are both trying to follow God's direction. He's not going to lead you different directions. So I would encourage you to pray until you guys come into agreement about it. So number four, what are your non-negotiables as a mom and as a wife? What are you willing to miss or not? This is so subjective. Some women really want to pick up their kids from school. That is in their heart. And some are like, totally fine if a sitter grabs them. I will catch you at dinner and it's great. That is for each family to figure out, right? But you get with yourself, get with a journal, get with God. What are the must-dos for you? What are the the can't-miss for you, both as a mom and a wife? This can't be an endless list. Like, I would encourage you to brainstorm and write down a lot of things, but then really hone in on what are three to five priorities that you just want to protect fiercely, as in set a boundary around it, like we are not crossing this. Maybe it's dinner together. Maybe it's a date night. Maybe it's this family fun time that you set aside. And this can change with time. So you might want to revisit this every year or so because your family's going to change. As your kids get older, these things are going to change. As you switch jobs, maybe you move cities. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? So these things change. So it doesn't have to be forever, but maybe for the next year, what are those non-negotiables for you? And number five, once you discern through these first four steps, I want you to get that solidified in your heart that that's what God wants for your family. And so you're not going to compare yourself to other moms and other families who are doing a million different things because every family has such unique circumstances Kids are different ages. How many kids? Does anybody have health challenges or school challenges? Or what are your giftings? Like your giftings may be so different than this other mom. And God's called you to two different things. If you start comparing yourself to her, you're going to start going the wrong direction. Be pulled away from your calling. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight And the sin that so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, 
and has sat down at the right hand at the throne of God. So what does that say? We're going to lay down every weight. Comparing yourself to someone else, that's a weight. The sin that so easily ensnares us. Worrying about what everyone else is doing. That's going to ensnare you. And running with endurance, the race set before us. What's the race set before you? It's not the same race as that other mom. And looking unto Jesus, not looking unto the world, not looking at other families, looking at Jesus. If you keep your eyes on Jesus, that's what one through four was about, right? <laughs> We're going to look for activity of God in your family. You're going to follow the peace of God. You're going to defer to your husband and look for his wisdom and his protection. You're going to set aside your non-negotiables. When you do all those, you're, you're looking to Jesus. You're listening for his guidance. If you do that, you're going to run the race you were meant to run. That's what we want. So where a lot of women get stuck is in the implementation of this, right? You can hear these steps and think, that sounds great. I'll totally do that. And then you like get to step one and you just kind of get stuck. You don't have clarity. And that is where I come in. I'm an outside perspective. So when I coach women, they can tell me what is going on in their lives Give me kind of this synopsis. I can see this big, broad overview and I'm outside of your life, right? I'm not in the weeds like you are. So when you tell me what's going on in your life, I can bring that clarity you've been looking for. I help you sort through what's happening. I help you find that clarity. I don't make decisions for you. I help you make the decisions that are best for you to help you move forward. If you're having hesitations, if you think maybe this would be great for you, but you're not sure, listen to what my client has to say about getting started. Did you have any hesitations? Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty, what's the right word? I don't let a ton of people in. I'm not an open book to everybody. So the thought of like having to spill all my deep dark secrets was definitely a little scary, but the risk reward is so much better. And I think if that's what was holding someone back, that's what I would really say that it can be scary at times. You have to be a little more vulnerable. You have to be, you know, honest with yourself more than I wanted to sometimes, but the payoff is, is so worth it. Look at it as an investment in yourself. Absolutely. I love how she sees it as an investment in herself because that's really what it is. And I know it's kind of scary to go out on a limb and invest in yourself in that way. And that is why I offer free clarity calls. So go to the link in my show notes, just click the link. You can book a call. We can talk for 30 minutes for free. I can give you some next steps. You can see if it's a good fit. See if you find the value, right? Just, just see it's free. I would love to chat with you this week. Talk to you guys soon. Did you like the show? Did you learn something? If you enjoyed this episode, it would be awesome if you could leave our mom a review. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.